Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Fan. a little burly tonight i found this website and they do uh full uh full shirt printing yeah so if you can see there shiner yeah shiner bach and then it's got the um state of texas with the rams head in it which is their logo oh yeah um I got this shirt made, and then I also got a Crown Royal shirt made. Can you make me a Cam Newton one? Oh, dude, they I can make you a Cam Newton one, but it'll cost you double because... Uh, well, it's not me. It's not for me. Who's it for? A friend. Your, your brother? No, a friend. A friend? Yeah, is it, is it, that's a normal price. It's... it's yeah, yeah, it, uh, you're still paying double because it's Cam Newton. I got to yeah, take I somebody know because it's Cam Newton I've, because he's the greatest quarterback other than I've, Tom Brady. I've got to take somebody who is basically retired at this point in time. He's not retired. He just likes to do podcasts and and make a shirt for him again. I mean, it's 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 like taking somebody out of retirement. It just no. No, 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 no. Oh, by the way, oh. What if you I, put history on the shirt? I do have to say this as we have as we have started the show. Um after listening to the the uh the Bob's Bastards podcast. What? Yeah, we're uh, your I, bastards. I listened to the Bob's Bastards podcast. Um and I thought that it was, I thought that it was a good show, um, but you are forcing me now to pass this rule. And that's, about Cam Newton. and that's that you can never, ever mention Cam Newton. That's not going to last long. <laughs> any show, but 
Bob's Bastards. Oh, okay. Well, that was a plot twist. You got to tell your listeners that because that's not going to hold up well with me. I don't know how long that's going to last. That might just get broke tonight. We, 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 uh, I, I was, I was sitting talking to, uh, some of the other guys that I do podcast with and they said the exact same thing um to the to the effect of the minute that you mention Cam Newton your feed will get disconnected from the Zoom for how long until I decide to let you back in all right i could try to contain myself mm-hmm. i don't know I- how- I am so looking forward to seeing how much Burley yells at you the minute that your feed gets shut off and you can't get back in. That's his feed, too. I know. <laughs> it's like he wants to make a valid point about about Cleveland, and I'm like, should I got Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think I just, I just made – oh, that could be – that could be bad for Burley. I mean, I mean, yeah. Let's piss him off just a little bit more than he always is. Mm. Oh, damn, dude! Oh, 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 oh! I do not need to see up your shorts. Ooh, oh, oh, that was. Oh, I think I'm blind. Oh, not a good sight. Oh gosh, I haven't I haven't seen anything that white in years. I need one of these. I need one of these. I need a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you see how that's working out for your brother. Can you find Everyone's one? Different. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 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 you and I talked a lot yesterday. Yes, like, we really did. We we talked too much. Yeah, we really um, talked too much. I I, I I am I am I am footballed out. And you and, know what? Brian just told me the same thing today. What that he's footballed out? He's he can't he wants it to just be over. Well, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, first question to you. First question of the night. Is it just me and you? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I started the show at 7, so we've kind I just, of been... I, I, don't, I no longer see Jake or Ryan. We've kind of been recording the whole time, so whether they're there or not. Okay. Uh, so... We we decided that that we weren't going to talk about last week's games today. Just not going. Why not? Be, did you, you better? did you not read the email? Did you not read well, the text? Well, no, I did. But let's can we share with the listeners as to why they're not going to hear our response? Sure. So after the game tonight, Bob and I are taping a show. I would kind of like everyone to try to be there, blah, 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 blah. Um, wait, where's the one that I sent out saying? Oh, here. I fell asleep last night. NFL prediction. Uh, tomorrow's show. 
NFL predictions for the Super Bowl, Odell Beckham Jr. sandbagging, and what would you do if you were the commissioner of baseball? Uh, I said I didn't want to uh, go over football four shows in a row. Didn't want to go over last week four shows in a row. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, if they want to give a couple minute perspectives on the games yesterday, not take up too much time about it, I'm cool with that. But I mean, we did talk about it in length yesterday. Hour and a half just on the two games. Um, so that's yes, that's a but that's a totally different show. Well, yeah, but okay. When you turn on when you turn on ESPN, the guy the guys on each show talk about the game. You don't hear you don't they don't just go through it the morning show and then they say, well, we already heard it, so we don't have to hear about it. Like, don't you think? Because there's people that listen to this show that might not listen to my show. There's people that listen to my show that might not listen to this show. There's people that listen to your guys' show that might not listen to my show. So, right. Don't you think that, I mean, it was like the most important thing over the weekend? Uh, so pretty much what you're saying is if they want to hear our takes, they can hear your guys' show and hear my show. Because I'm definitely going to talk about it. Well, I, I was going to say, you, you're going to talk about it tomorrow, correct? Mm-hmm. Are you going to talk about it on on Bob's Bastards? Which is probably the best name of well, the show I've ever heard. Well, if we don't talk about it, if we don't talk about it tonight, then yeah, probably because then Jake won't. Jake won't have a. I'd want to give Jake have Jake's opinion on it. I think the point is that we can't have five shows and talk about the same thing every show. I disagree, but um, if that's what you guys want, well. No, I have no issue with you guys giving a perspective about yesterday's game. I don't. I just don't think it needs to last more than about 10 or 15 minutes. And I, me and Scott already talked about it, so we really wouldn't have anything else to say. Right, Dad. Right, Dad. But listen, you're not hearing me. There are, There's going to be people that listen to this podcast that didn't listen to you and Scott's podcast. I understand that. So, so they're going to think that we just ignored it. So what so what you could do so, is, so what you need to say is Scott, make sure you listen to Oshimaida and I's podcast from yesterday. We break down the AFC and NFC championship games and then I'll say and I I'm gonna break that down on my podcast tomorrow. I mean that's fine, but we just we don't want to just ignore it. Uh okay. Um but six one half dozen other it's it's a honestly from a business standpoint us not talking about it tonight makes people go back and listen to the Oshimaida show. That's what I'm saying. We just have to make sure that we say that. So, you know, that's that's fine, well, and good. I, I figured the topics that we have tonight are going to go long enough do an hour and a half show if we add the football into it it's going to be a two hour 
two and a half hour show. Well, no, it Holy wouldn't because shit. because Bob and I wouldn't say anything really. We already said everything yesterday. There's nothing else to say. Fellas, I know we're not talking about football, but I do have some breaking news. Yeah. Tom Brady came out on his podcast today and said Already that his heard retirement it. is day to day. Yeah, he's breaking news when it happened ten hours ago. Yeah, that's, that happened a while ago. Okay, well, you guys have been talking like teachers explaining things to students the last ten minutes. I haven't gotten um, a word in. When me and Scott did, talked did we last figure night, everything out? When me and Scott talked on our show last night, we talked about Tom Brady as his potential retirement. I, I was just breaking the news that broke ten minutes ago. I'm oh, sorry. I heard it hours ago. Go back to your. Go, that's not true. They couldn't have been hours ago because it got broke exactly ten minutes ago. So, okay. you can go crack another one and go back to go back to teaching your students. Did we figure that out, <laughs> fellas? You got to listen to Oshimaida and Scoot's podcast for their predictions, and you got to listen to Bob's bastards uh, for ours. Uh, no uh, predictions are still happening tonight here simple it's simple can we talk about your shirt it's pretty cool man you missed that whole segment no but okay talk about my shirt here here uh, my shirt i i am so the audience knows i am wearing a shiner bach baseball jersey that i had made custom <sighs> made Look at that. Wait. They can't see it. But look at that. Is that not badass? Wait. That wait, is wait. badass. Wait, 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 wait. I got to turn this off so that you can see the back. Well, <sighs> you said you made another one too? Yeah, hang on. Hang on. We'll get there. All right. So there's that. And then on the back is. Oh, yeah. yeah. You should have got your last name, Scoot. I thought about it, but he wanted extra money for that. Now, now, hang on yeah. a second. Y'all can, as a matter of fact, right now, you and Burley Gunner can discuss the games from last weekend, and I'll be back with the other shirt. All right, all right. Burley, since you've been so pressed about this, go on, take the floor. You got it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, no, no. You now, no, no. Now you don't want to talk about it? No. Well, you're on the floor, so if you don't talk, it's dead air. <clears throat> Jake, how'd you feel about the two games last night? The two games last night? Or yesterday? Uh, I thought the first one was disappointing, and the second one was better than the first. Disappointing? Yeah. It was It was exciting. The first game went exactly how I predicted it would at the beginning of the season. There's only one problem. It was the wrong freaking team. What happened with the AFC championship game was literally scripted for the Browns at the beginning of the season. I wrote it out for you. We're going to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the AFC championship game. You watch. No, the freaking Bengals did. The Cincinnati Bengals. And now I'm looking at Scott, who's got his leg propped up. He's in his underwear, and he's got – This is ridiculous. I was just, listen, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. I was just making a point. 
They're my freaking soccer shorts. You can hear my reaction to the game on my podcast, The Burley Gunner Show, and that's probably the only time I will speak about it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the NFL. I'm that's sick of football. Oh, my God. I think I just saw his ball sack. Well, I, I real quick, I refer to the game as disappointing and totally disgusting. Just like my ball sack. Oh my God! Put a shirt on. We do not. Did you get that other? Did you get that other? You didn't see it. I was. Oh. Oh, the one. Here's 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 two things that I learned from watching the not just the AFC Championship game, but watching the AFC playoffs. Two things that I learned. Yeah. Number one, the Browns have an extra third round pick. And they better use it on a kicker. I don't care. You might think that's insane. You may nope. think that I'm nuts for wanting to spend a, a third-round draft pick on a kicker. Damn it. Have you watched the playoffs? We need one. We need a reliable kicker, the best kicker in the draft. You have an extra third-round pick. Spend it. Use it. Use it on the kicker. That's number one. Number two, <clears throat> they're going to bring Baker back, and this is his last this is the last chance. This is the last year. I am on board with that. I bring him back for one more year. This proves it to me that if he goes another, eh, we don't know, kind of season, he's done. He not saying he's got to win the Super Bowl, but he's going to have to win over a lot of people, including the locker room, who was taking to social media, backing Odell Beckham Jr. whenever he marked his spot in the Super Bowl. This is Bake's last chance. This is it. This is his last opportunity. Even if if, the, if they go that far, who knows? They might bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. They may bring in Aaron Rodgers. We don't know. They might trade for Russell Wilson. We don't know. The bottom line is, if Baker Mayfield is going to play with the Cleveland Browns, this is his last chance. This is okay. his last chance. I'm only going to say one thing about what two things about what you just because said. he is getting he is in an AFC with Patrick Mahomes. He's in an AFC with Justin Herbert, who didn't even make the playoffs. He's in an AFC with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. I didn't even mention Josh Allen. This is the moment where the Browns need to go, okay, is this our guy? If they don't think so, then move off of him now. If they think he's the guy, one more year. That's it. But there's no extension. There's no, there's no sort of contract extension going on. None of that. All right, can I respond really fast to both things you said, just really quick? I think we all agree that this is Baker's last chance, no matter what happens. And I think he deserved this last chance because of what he did last year and the fact that he was hurt all year. So I get all that. I will never discount the fact that they could go out and get <clears> – <throat> You know, somebody else, if the opportunity presents himself. The other thing about the kicker is you could legitimately look back at a couple of games, legitimately, and go, we would have won them games if it wasn't for our kicker. It's not even – it's it's not that – it's not even that. I'm not trying to make him sound like a bad kicker. He made some good kicks. He, there was a stretch in the season where he was automatic. But there was also times where I felt like the Browns should have kicked the field goal and they didn't. They either went for it or they punted. And if they have a money kicker, that's just it's just going to come down to it. And when you get into the playoffs, 
you got to have a kicker that's going to make those kicks. The Bengals went from two wins to four wins to now they're in the Super Bowl. So considering where the Browns were last year, we have practically the same team. We've upgraded at some positions through the draft and through free agency. There's no reason the Browns aren't Super Bowl contenders next year. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is Baker's last chance because if it's if if not, then you got to figure something out to compete with these quarterbacks because what's going to happen is let's let's fast forward to next year. Let's just fast forward to next year. Let's just pretend the Browns had another miserable season. Baker's not the guy. They miss the playoffs or they make it by a game and they get rolled in the playoffs, whatever, and they want to move off Baker Mayfield. Well, now you've got Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert who are in their prime. Like, they are only going to be getting better over the next couple of years. And what are you going to do? You're going to have a loaded roster, a roster better than every single one of their rosters, but you don't have the quarterback right. So now, if you go into the draft, that's risky because you essentially have to draft the next Joe Burrow or draft the next Patrick Mahomes to be able to compete right now. That's the bottom line. So I think when it comes to Baker, and I'm just, again, this is what the games over the weekend showed me. If there's a guy that they think that they could win with now, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, go get him now. Why waste time? There's no reason to waste time. But if they think Baker's our guy, you bring him back for one year. But All that's right. it. There's no there's no extension. Jake, how'd you feel about the first game? The the in, in Arrowhead? Um yeah. I, I don't I told you it was disgusting. It was exciting, but it was disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. Although you took a nap for like half yeah, the game. I, I took a nap during the blowout part. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I took a nap during the blowout part. Wanna know wanna know when I woke up? I actually woke up when they said, quote me, the announcer said, Oh, and that's a huge stop for Cincy right or going into the half. Something like that. I woke up kind of dozed off, woke back up 30 minutes later, 20 minutes later. A game, I don't. There's a team in the Super Bowl that does not deserve to be there. I mean, all credit to Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and and maybe even the defense, but that team, that team is not where they're supposed to be. They're just having a fairy tale ride. All Although right. for, the, for the Rams – that game, it, it lived up to, to its potential. You know, it, it, another overtime. No, no overtime. It wasn't overtime? No. It, it was. No, not the Rams. Jimmy G didn't throw a pick. No, Rams game was not overtime. No, Garoppolo threw an interception with like a minute and a half to go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chiefs game was overtime. Yeah. So, I mean, the Rams deserve to be there. It, it, I... I I don't know. Truthfully, I don't care. Okay. I'm just wondering if I can get a Cam Newton jersey made by Scoop. Oh, my God. Did the rule you know what he said to me? You know, what he, you know what he said to me? You know what he said to me? He's got to stop doing that. Well, he's sitting in the waiting room now. How long do we leave them in there? I don't know, but it's going to annoy the shit out of me. 
It's going to annoy the shit out of uh, Burley. Uh-oh. Did I hear a car door? <laughs> I can't believe your kid did that to him. And, and you saw that he was... He was egging it on. <laughs> What's to say? All right, let him back in. I don't want to be on this all night. So, so did your brother explain to you what happens every time he mentions yeah. Cam Newton? Yeah. Oh, wait. Is it just me or is it you? Am Jake, I the one that Jake. has to say Cam Newton or are listen, you the one listen, that has to say Cam Newton? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Jake, you kicked him off again? Yeah. Jake said Cam Newton. <laughs> hey, this could, I'm telling you right now, Bob, this is probably the funniest show we've ever had. Yeah, and somebody at that house is going to end up in jail. I know, I know. It's it's going to be bad. We know. But it's so worth it. Here they come again. Jake? All right. I'm Listen. the one that brought it up, and I think Jake. you can hear this. Actually, you, you were watching the Chiefs game with us. You heard him say this. At one point in the game, Patrick Mahomes makes a throw. Jake looks at me with a dead straight face like I think he was actually serious. At first, I was like, he's joking. I looked again into his eyes. I don't think he was. He said to me, and you can – Mute me after I say this. He said, after Patrick Mahomes makes an incredible throw, wow, Patrick Mahomes might be better than Cam Newton. Okay, Ryan said it, not Jake. No, I did say that, though. He made an incredible throw. And I was like, wow, this guy might just be better than the other partner. Jake? If you Sir? continue to bring him up in this show takes three and a half hours, I'm going to tell ev all three million people that are going to listen to this show tomorrow that you would not go to bed until you were five years old without your Teletubby. You just told him, and that's fine. That's a funny story. And you want to know what else he did? He used to kiss Kim Newton right on his nutsack on the fat head right before when he left for school every day he used to give give him a nice little kiss because he couldn't reach his lips all right that's a little over the top i think we all knew that was a little dramatic so now a real story uh one time my brother uh yeah he scratched my yo-yo right so that following night i went upstairs in his bedroom and i put nine little thumbtacks in his sheet so when he that? laid down yeah, thumbtacks and What does that have anything to do with anything? You just made yourself look like an asshole. I was a kid, and you scratched my yo-yo. What do you mean? Okay, so now you look like a little baby. I was a kid. And you scratched my yo-yo. 
Okay. Moving on. I want my two dollars. Your two dollars. Oh come on. I don't get it. It's from a movie. Mm. John Cusack. He, he, kid keeps chasing him around the entire country or the entire town that they live in, screaming that he wants his two dollars because John Cusack didn't pay for his paper. I have also have no idea what you're talking about. It, it was it was hilarious, hilarious. Okay, on that note, one of my buttons fell off of my shirt. Nothing really really is made with quality anymore is it of course that could have happened when i was showing my ball sack to your son <sighs> i have heard the word ball sack more in the last 25 minutes than i've heard in the last nine years ball sack now it's 10 years <laughs> oh um so so my so, twitter handle is at ball sack there you go <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. What was the, what was the the second game? Was everyone uh, say what you want about the second game? I think Jake already did in in the four hour long podcast that we're going to have. You mean the Super Bowl? Are you talking about the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Forty ers Um, no, the Super Bowl will be between. Hi, Sweaty. No, it was we. <laughs> We essentially, we essentially uh, had the Super Bowl already because it's kind of inevitable that whoever won that game in the NFC is going to. I mean, I don't see how Cincinnati stands a chance against a pass rush like the Rams or the 49ers. Front seven like that, I don't know. They remember if you look back at the losses of the of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, one of them, the Chicago Bears. Why is that? Good pass rush. Good front seven. Mm, mm, mm. So, spoiler well, alert for later on in the show, I'm taking the Rams to win the Super Bowl. To break in. Well, as I stated last night, it's, I mean, it's two weeks. It's any, any prediction I make right now, I might change five times. I mean, you, you got to go through two weeks. I know they don't practice much. The first week, it's more film and preparation, and I get all that. But, you know, you could get an injury here and there during practice. It happens. So any prediction you make, you know, and I told you last night, I was at first right now leaning to Cincinnati. And I told you why. However, Ryan's point is strong that the Chiefs' defensive front, or their you know their first seven. I mean, they got pressure on Burrow, but he was able to check down with dump offs, and you know, and I, I totally believe that the Rams are a way better defense. They didn't get to Garoppolo at all yesterday. And Garoppolo can't move. There's one. There's one. There's one difference there, buddy. There's one difference: the Rams getting to Garoppolo and the Rams getting to Joe Burrow. 
You're talking about a top five offensive line versus the worst offensive line in the league. Well, you didn't let me finish. But, yes, Cincinnati's offensive line is far one of the worst in the league. So you're right about that. I mean, like I said, after right after the games when me and Scott talked last night, you know, the adrenaline was still going from watching those two games. And I would lean Cincinnati, but I'll tell you what, by Wednesday, I'm probably going to say I'm leaning towards the Rams. <clears throat> so I, I really don't know. It, it's it's a, a pick em for me right now. Dr. Dog? Well, no, actually, it's minus 190 Rams. And that's who I'm taking. The Rams are going to win, and it's not even a question. The only chance the Bengals have is if Jamar Chase – 300-plus yards, three touchdowns, and Joe Mixon needs to get in the end zone himself. And that's not going to happen because just like Burley said, it's the pass rush that – the pass rush that – that's what's going to beat him. Well, Jamar Chase is going to be glued to Jalen Ramsey the entire game. Yeah, that's going to be a matchup. But, I mean, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, those guys aren't – those guys aren't bologna sandwiches. No, but – the Rams secondary is enough. Okay. I mean, I again, I, I I could change my mind five or six times in the next two weeks, or the or the next few or the next few beers, whatever. Mister the fan. Mm-hmm. I think that brings us to the next topic that I had picked out. You didn't make your prediction. Oh, well, my prediction is. L.A. Um, didn't I say that last night? Yeah, but we that was brought up today. Our Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, well, well, I brought it up today because she didn't actually answer the Super Bowl question yesterday. But, but then again, tonight you're saying that you're you're answering it, but you're not really answering it. Yeah, so. it's set to change after a couple beers or whatever. So has nothing to do with it I, again. I think this game could be so close that I could change my mind. I I don't – this isn't like Kansas City against Jacksonville. I just cannot wrap my freaking head around the fact that the Browns – now, listen, it would have been so – nothing to do with the Super Bowl. Dude, but it would have been so perfect. It's even more perfect now than it was at the beginning of the season. You lose to the Chiefs, you beat them in the AFC Championship game, and guess what? You'd be going up against your old pal Odell in the Super Bowl. Mm. We would be facing Odell in the Super Bowl right now. Instead, we have to suffer, and America has to suffer, watching the Cincinnati Bengals in primetime on a Super Bowl. Who's calling this game? Is it Joe Buck? God help him. God help him. I feel bad for him. It's NBC. All right, all right, all right. Somebody brought up the the bad juju, um, so we we've got to go there now. And and before What's anyone speaks, juju? before anyone speaks, I know Burley and I are going to see differently on this. He talked about this last week on his show. I think it was last week. Odell Beckham Jr., my favorite man. Favorite man. Favorite man. Brought him to Cleveland. Uh, 
Love him. Brought him to Cleveland because we saw that one-handed catch. The catch he made in New York. It was awesome. It was incredible. It was what I died for. I wanted that in Cleveland. And I got a 50% receiver. Now, now we move on. Now, it, it, Bob brought up a question last night when I, when I so ad, adamantly explained the fact that I, unlike Burley, hate Odell Beckham Jr., 100% believe that he sandbagged in Cleveland to get out of Cleveland. And he kind of proved that to me. He's now a 75% receiver. He's now caught more touchdown passes in two months than he ever had in Cleveland altogether. You know why? Because you know why. Tell me. Tell me why. Because you keep saying, you keep going on and on about how Odell, you're, you're pretty much what you're saying, but you're not saying is Odell didn't care in Cleveland. And he kind of half-assed everything and didn't give his full potential. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I do believe that's what I, 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 tend to believe that the word sandbagging means that you really don't okay. give a shit about the team that you're on okay. and okay 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 that's where that's where you're wrong that is where you're wrong because I, it's not it's not that Odell was a half-assed receiver no Odell nobody was said in that. a Odell was in a offense that didn't feature a wide receiver 10 times a game. He was also featured in an offense that, quite frankly, does not know how to use Odell Beckham Jr. I said this in Cleveland since last year. The Browns were not using him the proper way. He needs to catch the ball close to the line of scrimmage and use his feet. He needs to go on certain routes. They're sending him down the field. You got double team on him, so pretty much what you're telling Bake to do is throw it up, and OBJ is just going to go up there and catch it. No, that's not how it works. You need to use Odell the way the Rams are using Odell. There's no, it's not a coincidence. There's not, he wasn't sandbagging Cleveland. He wanted to be here. He was with his best friend, Jarvis Landry. They were neighbors. He loved. No, I'm not going to say he loved Cleveland, but he loved being here. He loved the situation. I'm not going to I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's false. I don't think he that's He loved not true. it so much he had his dad put something online to get him and out I, of here. And and and, and, I, and listen, and I agree with you. I think towards the end and I said that on my podcast, I did say that Odell being out of Cleveland, it's not a problem with the Browns, it's not a problem with Baker, it's not a problem in the locker room. It's literally a problem with Cleveland. So when I say he doesn't like Cleveland, he doesn't like the city. I think he was all in with the team. I think that he would have loved to win a Super Bowl with the Browns. And I don't think he I don't think he half asked it. He had a he had a he had to get surgery in the offseason, an ACL injury, and he came back this season, played his ass off. Played his ass off. Didn't play his ass off in Ohio. 
he he played he his 50, ass off. He didn't play his ass off in Ohio. He did. the the simple rule the simple rule that has always been in football is that if that football touches your hands, you catch it. How many dropped passes did he have this year in Cleveland? How many? Let me ask you a question. How Not many? Just, how answer many? answer the question. How many drop? Don't don't ask a question when you've been asked a question. Answer the question. How many dropped passes did he have in Cleveland? I don't have that number off the top of my head, but uh, let me ask you a uh, counter right, question. Wait, how wait. many passes? How wait, many passes wait. Before, did Baker? Before you ask that, let me ask this because this is in tone with that same. How many drop passes did he have with L.A.? He had one yesterday. How many drop passes did he have with L.A.? I'm not sure. I don't know the exact number. I don't. Two. I don't count Odell's two. His drops. He two. Yesterday. Two drops. Who's okay? But a lot of people might say that that's that's Baker Mayfield and Matthew Stafford throwing you the football. Two different guys. Is it Baker's fault he's dropping the football? Oh, your brain. That's that's coming up to the next point that Mister Oshie might have made last night. But but ask me the question that you had. I, I ask the many, room. You you ask you ask me how many drop passes Odell had. How many missed throws did Baker have throwing to Odell? Well, more. Okay. The more. Okay. You just you just totally contradicted you're, yourself. You're saying Odell sandbagged Cleveland. I'd like to say Baker sandbagged Odell. You, you just contradicted yourself. How so? Because you said Odell wasn't a fit in Cleveland because they're not an offense that focuses on wide receiver. No, and no, no, no. That's not what I said. Then you around and say. Not what I said. That's not that's what exactly I said. What you said. No, 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 no. I, you, you're missing a very key part. You're missing a very key part. I said the Cleveland Browns offense does not operate through one receiver getting 10 targets. That's what right. I said. That's not that's not what they do. Right, but then so, you said so of that. of course Odell's going to flourish more and play better in, in L.A. It's a better system. He fits a lot better there. It, for what they are trying to do, he fits a lot better there than he did in Cleveland. Cleveland didn't use him right. You're trying to say Odell sandbagged the Browns. He may have hated Cleveland. A oh, lot I of people made, do. I Hell, haven't even I made my Cleveland. point yet. Okay? I, I, Scott hasn't But I don't think yet. he was necessarily trying to hose the Browns or not try his best for the Browns organization. I think he was a man about it. I think he was a, he was a head case in New York. He came to Cleveland, and what was the narrative? OBJ, he's just going to be a problem in the locker room. He didn't hear a peep from the guy. What? One incident where he wore a watch? Where he wore a watch one time, that's it. He was quiet as a mouse in Cleveland, okay? It didn't work out. That's fine. It didn't work out. He's a better fit in L.A. I'm not disputing that. He didn't sandbag the city. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't half-ass nothing. If he tore his ACL and he came back two months sooner than the average ACL tear, that means he worked his ass off and busted his ass, Scott, in the offseason to get back with this team. All right, uh, Scott hasn't finished his point yet. Uh, uh, my, my point's basically done. I, I, I can, I can just look at the stats and see. Now, now, 
Bob brought up a great point last night, which is, was it Odell screwing up? Wait, what was it? it? Baker Mayfield, was Baker Mayfield catching more flack because of Odell's dropped passes and incompletions more than he deserved because of Odell Beckham Jr. sandbagging here in Cleveland? Here, okay. Here, I'm going to answer the. I'm going to answer that question in my own unique way. Here's how I would rank. <clears throat> here's how I would rank whose fault it was for Odell Beckham Jr.'s performance in Cleveland. His stat line and everything. The the zero touchdowns this year. All of that. The targets. The versus. Uh, reception ratio, all of that. Number one on the list is Kevin Stefanski. He is the number one person to blame for Odell's non-success, if you will. He's the guy who needs to put Odell in a position to score. He is and was, well, he was, by far, and I don't give a shit what you got to say about Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb, but Odell Beckham Jr. was by far our most elite offensive weapon. And he was never, ever once featured as a number one weapon. You, you've got, and, and it might just be, well, he's, our, he's being double teamed, a lot of attention. That's fine and dandy. But then I look at teams like the Rams with Cooper Cup, and he's their most dominant player on the offensive side of the football and they don't shy away from throwing in the football they make sure that they find a way to get cooper cup the football they make sure he gets into the end zone that's how they are operating in winning football games so it it seemed like to me stefanski like he this is my biggest knock on kevin stefanski and i started saying this back in minnesota i i feel like stefanski he tries too much to outsmart the opposite coach, and he doesn't just trust his players in situations where they should flourish, just like when you're at the goal line and it's first down and you're, you're throwing the football on first down and then you throw it on second down because you're trying to outsmart the other guy. Give it to Nick Chubb. He's going to run up the middle. You can't stop it, and that's how you play. Number two. Baker Mayfield is more to blame than Odell Beckham Jr. That is the quarterback. You are, you are, you're talking about the quarterback versus the receiver. The quarterback is throwing the football. He is making the decisions. There was, you want, you bring up Odell Beckham Jr.'s drops and that's fine. He had too many of them. He, he dropped the football in, in, in clutch situations, but so did Jarvis Landry. And we want to pay him $15 million. We want to continue to pay him all this money. But, but the bottom line is, the bottom line is, Baker Mayfield missed throws. He misread. There were so many times that he threw an interception when Odell was open, or he threw an incompletion when Odell was wide open. That's on Baker. So you can't put the full blame on Odell because he had, what, a handful of drops? He didn't have more than 10 Okay, and I so understand ten's a high number, especially with the amount of play, uh, of the amount of games that he played this season. But I mean, come on, you that you can't just fully put this blame on Odell because when you look at the Rams, 
key prime example. Number one, successor, Sean McVay. He's the number one successor. Why Odell is doing what Odell is doing because he's putting him in situations to succeed and make plays. And then Matthew Stafford is delivering the football at, in a timely manner at a right at the right rate. And it do you not see what's going on here? The Browns were misusing Odell Beckham Jr. It, okay. what, you want okay. to put the blame on whoever. It's all their fault. That's fine. It didn't work out. It's all their fault. But it's not just Odell's fault. And he definitely didn't sandbag the city, Scott. Again, he came back from an ACL injury two months early. I'm, I'm sorry, but any quarterback is not going to target you if you drop almost every pass that's thrown to you. Okay, that's the way my, it works in the world. Is it my turn yet? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so to me, this is a three-layered thing. And I'm going to bring up Stefanski first because Ryan was just talking about it. Fire and them all! In as much as I agree that I will put some of it on Stefanski simply because of the scheme that they run, I get it. And the the Browns could have made more of their play calling priority at beginning of games to get him involved, to keep him interested mm-hmm. because he's that type of player. And the fact that when Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota, they had a man named Stefan Diggs who was making Pro Bowls year after year after year. So I, I will give Stefanski part of the blame, but at the same time, the second part of this, I'm going to agree with Scott, and I just simply use my eyes. And after he got injured last year, if we all remember, the Browns were struggling. I mean, they, they were like two and three, I think, something like that. Two and two, maybe, when he got hurt. And then they go 11 and five and make the playoffs without him. And everybody's saying, are the Browns better without Odell Beckham Jr.? Is Baker Mayfield better without Odell Beckham Jr.? Now he's getting Richard Higgins involved. Jarvis Landry's catching balls. The tight ends are catching balls. We're running the football. And then Odell comes back this year, and, and the uh, my eye test was he just was not giving 100%. Like, I'm not saying he was tanking and screwing up on purpose, but he looked disinterested. Uh, kind of like the point I make about Ezekiel Elliott with Dallas is there are times that, when he's in the game that he just doesn't look interested. Like, okay, I'm here. I, t- I assure you, I assure you this. He was definitely interested. He was definitely engaged. What you're, what you guys are saying is not I, true. I wasn't finished. <clears throat> Jarvis Landry is the captain of the team. He does not let people tank, and that's his best friend. But go on. Okay, I, I don't ever believe that he was truly, and I don't know this, but it kind of looked to me. It appears at the end of the day that. Now, I'm sure when they traded, the Giants traded him to Cleveland, I'm sure it wasn't probably his first choice. Second, maybe not third. But Landry was here. 
So, you know, he, he put the good, you know, he put the good face on, was the team guy. And, and you're right. He wasn't kicking field goal nets and having tantrums on the sidelines in Cleveland. And he was just being very quiet. But that's, but see, that's not him. I mean, you're watching with the Rams now. He's chirping and chirping and chirping during the game and on the sidelines and, and, and doing all the things that he did with the Giants, but he's doing them without throwing tantrums. Well, when you're winning, it's easy to not throw tantrums like you were with the Giants. In and I don't put I, I I don't put any of this on Baker at all. And yeah, okay. How do we know that Odell wasn't Baker's third or fourth read on those interceptions? How do we know that, that, that Odell wasn't Baker's third read on a bubble screen where he's not looking his way, even if it's wide open? No, that at, that's calling. That is not on Baker. And yeah, Baker missed him a few times, but he dropped, oh my Lord, he dropped wh- balls in the fourth quarter that could have won them a game. What you just what you just said is why I blame Kevin Stefanski more than any of them because what you just said is how do you know Odell wasn't the third or fourth read you're right I don't know that I actually do believe that Odell was the third or fourth read why would Odell be the third or fourth read ever because that's the offense that they that's the scheme that they have well well and and the last thing I'm gonna say about that point I got one more and it's gonna be real quick is I think the Browns have watched Cincinnati this year and said, okay, Prime example. We, can, we can keep the scheme we have, which is run-centric, tight end-based, but we got to have that Jamar Chase, that, that we DeAndre him. Hopkins, that yeah. kind of guy. We have we to him. draft that guy in the first round. We had him. Uh, the when? guy we had him, okay. when okay but no, no, no. my third we had him when Jamar Chase is Odell no, no he's I'm not Jamar Chase can catch a ball oh wait oh wait so so can OBJ when he's in Los Angeles you're wrong you're wrong the yeah. Browns really Jamar Chase can catch a ball Odell Beckham Jr. It, Odell Beckham Jr. is the most talented player who's ever put on a Browns uniform in the last 30 years, and the Browns misused him. And now he's going to the Super Bowl. In okay, the last great job. 30 great job. years. I won't even yeah. make my third point. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe you just said, in the last 30 years. He's the most talented player. Name me a more talented player ever. In the Browns? In, Jim in Brown. The, in the it. In the past 30 years? And that isn't even in the last 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. Name me one player that is more elite than Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Ozzie the Newsom? Guy in the football field. Ozzie Newsom? Ozzie Newsom? 30 years. Uh, he did play 30 years ago. What, what, when did Ozzie Newsom play? When's the last it, time he, he played? He played in the 80s and the 90s. That was not thir- that's not thirty years ago, Scott. Thirty years ago. It's only two thousand twenty-two, dude. Okay. That would have been nineteen ninety-two. Can I finish my point? Okay. My last point? You get my point though, but you had to go back to the eighties and nineties to find me a better player. Um, no, I don't. He had, a, he had a 
50% completion rate in Cleveland. That is a sucky-ass fucking receiver. And he was getting paid $18 million a year. 50%. He was here for two and a half years. Yeah, you got to put the blame on the coach and the quarterback for that. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I really don't because he could catch balls in L.A. Because he's in the right scheme with the right quarterback. Probably catching more than balls. I mean, there's chlamydia, there's there's crabs, there's several other things that he's probably catching in L.A. Because they have a lot more hookers there than they do in Cleveland. They also have a they also have a better quarterback and a they have smarter better massage coach. parlors. And they've got a better smart smarter and that, that, hold more on. mindful you, offensive coach. Hold, hold on, did you just say? Yeah, you your own show. Did you just say that McVay's a better coach than? No, I said he's he, offensive-minded. He's a better offensive-minded coach. He knows how to use Odell. He knows how to make Odell operate at a high level. Kevin Stefanski did not do that well. He failed. He Kevin Stefanski's best player that he's ever had while coaching the Browns, he couldn't figure out a way to make it work. That's Stefanski's, that's Stefanski's the, fault. The only way that it's a bad coach. The only way that it's going to work is if the player plays. The player can only do what he's told. The player can he only didn't do what he's told. 50% completion rate. That's all I you have to I say. See? That's all I have I, to say. Okay. If, okay uh, 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 did you play football? I did. Okay, what position? All of them. Did you ever play quarterback? One year. Okay. So you're a quarterback. No, I wasn't, but I you take, played. You take five steps back. You look around the field. Yes. You're... Your number one wide receiver is double covered. So you look around. You see, say, Odell Beckham Jr. But over the two years that you've played with the man, he's dropped more passes than caught. Then you look over and see Najoku running down the middle with two defenders kind of loosely around him. Who are you going to throw to? Who's open? I'm going to throw to Njoku because I have, yep. I have I have, a 90% chance of that ball being caught. But he's covered. I, I would still rather take that chance than the guy oh, who's see, that's, dropped. That's on Baker. That's Baker than the guy who's fault. dropped that's half fault. the passes. That's Baker's fault. So... I, I, am, I, am I ever going to be allowed to make my final point? That's Baker's fault. Well, I, I, you can always make your final point. The 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 problem is that every saying. time you you try to make a point, you're trying to make it while talking over people. I, I can't even hear you. I got interrupted. Hmm. Did you just hear the last thing that I said? Because I didn't hear it because you were talking over me again. If I wasn't talked over before I was finished, then I wouldn't have to talk over anybody. 
Uh, we're all sitting here waiting for you to make your point. Waiting for, I'm waiting for you listening my, to Scott's TV in the background. My final point was, is, yes, again, I say Stefanski has a role in it with his scheme. But the fact that he's succeeding with the Rams is more because he's got Cooper Cup, and he has basically become a number two option. Hmm. Because that is where his talent level is right now. So, and he's in an offense that spreads the ball around. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising that he is succeeding in Los Angeles that he didn't in Cleveland. And you got to also remember that he was brought here before Stefanski was even here. I use my eyes. Okay. And this is this is this is my final this is my final take on this on the subject. Okay, I use my eyes. I remember now in a Rams jersey in a Rams uniform, first play of the game, first play, first offensive play. I see it every week. Odell Beckham Jr. getting him involved. Down, he's got three or four targets within the first couple plays in the first quarter. I see it. Use my eyes. Think back when he was in Cleveland. How many times did the second quarter come and you go, where's Odell? What? Where's Odell? Why aren't they throwing the ball to Odell? All the time. Happened to me all the time. So I just, I'm not going to believe by this whole notion thing about how Odell sucked in Cleveland, but he's great in LA. If you watch the games, open your eyes, look at the TV and not just look at a stat line after the game. You'll see what I'm saying. You'll see that Odell Beckham Jr. was used poorly in Cleveland. He's been used amazing in L.A. I'm jealous. I wish we used him like that. The only time we ever did was when we played in Dallas. That was the only time. Well, if he wins the Super Bowl, it won't piss me off because I have no interest in seeing the Cincinnati Bengals win. I'm officially footballed out. So, uh, can we can we move on from the whole football thing? Hang, hang on, I'm I'm busy looking at 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 the best wide receiver in the conference's numbers from Cleveland. Ooh, those are man. Uh, they're so low you can't even make an average. You know no, who the Browns should get? Um, yeah. What? You know who you know who the Browns should get? Oh God, we're not going. You. I will hang up on you. And then I'll hang up, period. Who should the Browns get? Come on. You really thought I was going to say that? Come on. You don't need a quarterback. We got Baker. That's perfectly fine. You know who we need? And my my buddy brought him up to me today. We were on our way to work today, and he said, you know who I really like? Because he watches college football a little bit. I don't. I don't watch college football at all. Can I guess? 
Yeah, sure. He said one of two people, but he said, yeah, just guess. Garrett Wilson. Is that the guy from Ohio State? Yep. That was the second guy, not the first. And who's his first choice? I don't know his first name, but his last name is London from USC. Oh, yeah, he's from USC. Yeah. He He was hurt a little bit. We were watching some highlights of his. Dude, he's he's good with his feet, good with his hands, and he's all about contact. Garrett that Wilson guy's like a Donovan People's Jones. Garrett Wilson is six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds, and he can run a four five forty. And he's projected to go tenth. Drake, I know. Drake London. Yeah, Drake London. That guy is. I take animal. him too. He's I would all take about him contact. Too. But yeah. while Scott's looking up these stats. The Browns, Kevin Stefanski, is going to have to understand that as much as we want to run this RPO, run the ball, hit the tight ends, they got to understand that they got to throw the ball down the field. And if they don't throw the ball down the field, every team is just going to come up and they're not going to respect any long passes. So the two have to happen together. If you're going to draft a franchise-wide receiver, you have to change your offense to the point that you have to utilize him. And Ryan's right about that. They didn't utilize Odell Beckham Jr. All right. Oh, I, all right. I'm to the point. We're 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 either done talking about football, or I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring him up. No. Uh, we we're pretty much done. Um. So. I sent out homework for everyone this morning. Homework? Yeah. I thought I was done with that once I finished school. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Didn't it, it. I didn't even do it when I didn't even do it when I went to school. You didn't do it then. Why would he do it now? Yeah, you're right. So I sent off homework and explained to everyone that they needed to sit down and figure out what they would do if they were the commissioner of major league baseball easy and uh well the the premise of it is what do we need to do with major league baseball to advance major league baseball over the next two decades um the the reason that this is coming up, of course, is is Major League Baseball is in a lockout right now. Uh, they are talking and all that, but not really talking. Uh, and and it kind of got me to to start looking into to some of the issues that are happening in Major League Baseball. I think there's problems. I asked Oshimaida last night, should the baseball commissioner uh have been a person that actually played baseball um you know that's a uh a, a, a question that that I had now Bob didn't think or Oshimaida didn't think that that you needed baseball experience to to be the commissioner of baseball um I don't 
agree with that. And I think that three quarters of the decisions that have been made since Manfred took over, those decisions are why we're in the problem that we're in right now. So I'm going to swing this over to, to Oshimaida first. What are the items that you would do if you were the commissioner of baseball to advance baseball over the next 10 years, 20 years? Okay, so the first thing I would have to look at is, you know, I can say whatever I want to say, but, you know, the players also have to agree to it at the same time. So I'm not going to just dream and go, oh, this is what I would do, and the players would just say, okay. Well, that, that wasn't the question. This has nothing to do with the players. Okay, but... This is, what does the commissioner need to do to improve baseball over the next 20 years? All right. The first thing that I would do is I would not generate a salary cap but I would generate a salary floor, meaning every team has to at least spend this kind of money so they stay competitive to provide parity to the cities, you know, to the fans that spend their money to go to games with the, the, the Cleveland team and the Pirates and the Royals and the A's and, you know, the teams that just – Keep their payroll at what it is. And there's ways to compensate, you know, the owners for doing that in different ways. Sharing the TV market a little bit more from the major cities, which those owners won't like that. But if it makes the game better, then they sure should agree to it. Um, sometimes I feel like the base, the live baseball game experience is not what it was like when I was younger. The games seem to take, and I know they've tried to cut down the time on the games, but the games seem to take so long. Like three and a half hour baseball game when you're a young kid is all good and fine. But when you're an older person, it's like, Man, can this game end sometime soon? That's kind of pretty much the what I would do is we need the, the, the small, and I know there's exceptions to the role. Tampa Bay doesn't have a big payroll, and they compete every year because they draft well. But I think that these teams, these smaller market teams, they need a salary cap floor that they have to at least spend a certain amount of money. Now, if these players don't want to come to your team and you got to sign guys that maybe aren't as quality, but then so be it. But you can't just keep strutting out average minor leaguers out on your team when, when you're only spending $60 million a year. Burley. What are the things that you would change well, first of all, I'd get all the I would I would eliminate all of, of the current baseball MLB writers, all of those fat, lonely bastards <laughs> that sit behind their computers all day and write up all this crap for all of us to see. They're the ones spoiling it for all the younger people because they are the ones who 
keep Barry Bonds out of the Hall of Fame. So as much as that doesn't affect the future of the game, you may say, I would argue that it does because it kind of irritates guys like me and a lot of people in my generation who grew up who idolized over guys like that and they're not in the Hall of Fame. So we as fans think, well, why should we show appreciation to your sport if you're not going to show appreciation to the players that we are supporting and that we are fans of? That's the first thing. Everyone, just they should just redo the whole entire thing. The, the commissioner, all of it. And I understand that the question is, if I was the commissioner, I'm the new commissioner, I get all that. As far as the time goes, I mean, what do you want to do? There, I mean, it's a nine-inning baseball game. Do you want to make it seven? Should we play no, seven innings? No, not at all. So okay so, then, so, okay, so with what I'm asking you, what is it that you would change what – how do you want to speed up the game? I'm not sure that there's a whole lot you could change. You know, they 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 went to the the reliever role that you got to face at least three batters, which I hate as a baseball fan because I want to I want to see the matchups, but that it takes more time. I don't think anything can change it outside of how much maybe how much time between innings. And there, then that's the television revenue with the, with the sponsors and the commercials. Don't I'm not saying there's a lot you can change about it. It just, to me, it's just watching a three-hour football game is like boom, 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 boom. Watching a three-hour baseball game can seem like eight hours. Is it because the football game is more meaningful? There's only one a week. No, it's it might be that, but it's just there's. At constant action, constant action. Okay. You know, the game starts at one o'clock. It's halftime at two twenty, and I feel like I just turned the game on. Sure, I understand. I understand that, but it's still they run a play, and then just like a pitch, they'll throw a pitch. And so yeah, you're not getting as much action because there's not a, a, a lot of moving around. If they don't swing at the pitch, then we redo it. I understand it, but that's just baseball. No. I mean, you're 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 kind of you're kind of just sounding like you're just not as much of a baseball fan as you are a football fan, which is fine. That's absolutely fine. But when it comes to I mean, I don't know if you could speed up the game. I think if you I think I think your first point and I would do the same thing with the floor. I think there should definitely be a salary cap, though. You got to cap teams off, because if not, if you make a floor, then the Yankees in L.A. and everyone else, they're just going to say, okay, well, we're just going to spend more money now because these teams are spending more, so we're going to have to spend more. So there has to be a ceiling for teams like that and then also a floor. And I think if you can do that, the teams will be more equal. So you may find more enjoyment in a three-hour baseball game because of the competition that you're watching. Because of the guys who are coming up to the plate that you can't necessarily miss every you, you don't want to miss a pitch, something like that. But what you're what you're arguing is almost just for you're pretty much just I mean, you're you can't change the sport of baseball. There's nothing really you can do to change it. You either love it or you don't. So for you to say there's just not as much action as there is football, you're right. But that would be like me saying, Well, I well, what about golf? We need to change golf because it's not as it's not as action packed as 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 UFC would be, you know what I mean? It's but it's golf, so you got to keep golf 
for golf lovers. That's okay, all I'm so saying. I don't think it's necessarily a problem with game speed as much as it is what you mentioned in the first point. The 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 money going into it, it's not fair. You got a three hundred and fifty million dollar ball club coming into Cleveland to take on our sixty million dollar payroll. It's not it's not fun. I mean okay. Let me just say one more thing, and then I know Scott's got a lot to say about this because he's been on this for months, is the only reason I did, didn't did suggest a salary cap, and I know this wasn't the question, but in my mind, I, I'm just thinking it, that there would not be a majority of owners that would go for a salary cap. So I don't think that's even reasonable – to talk about because I don't think it would ever happen. If it could happen, would I want it? Absolutely. I just don't think it could happen. And you and you're right. Baseball is the only one of the four major sports, counting the NHL, that has no time. There's no clock. And I, I agree. It's just it. I, it just it feels to me on, on a certain level that maybe it was because the Indians were a lot better back then. And, and I, I got to watch Albert Bell come up to the plate three times a, a game, four times, and I never missed it. It's like Albert Bell's up. I'm not missing this. And maybe it's a little different because of that. So, I mean, I don't think really any – I can't think think of a whole lot that could change that. But I think the salary cap floor, and I'm with you, the first thing I would do as commissioner is tell Ron Manford, you're never allowed around a Major League Baseball stadium again in your life because you've been that bad. Anything else on your list? Nope. So could you – would you – Would I know my answer – what if you turned baseball into a time thing? Okay. What if there was a time? What if there was no outs? What if there was not to – what if you didn't have to record three outs? You had to pitch for ten minutes consecutively. Would, okay, I that mean, it would, would completely ruin the game. It would completely ruin the game. You're changing everything. But would that be more of enjoyable to a consumer? No, not at all. That would totally make baseball not baseball. I I get that. It was kind of a rhetorical. You're kind of just in a in a situation where you either like baseball or or you you can't. I'm interested to what know what you would like to do to change the sport because I think that other than the money and making sure that the that the, the teams are are spread out equally. I think that's the best way to go. That's why you get that's why you get teams here here and there in the in the uh the NFL. I mean, hell, the Jacksonville Jaguars were in the AFC Championship game not long ago. Why? Because the salary cap, every everything's fair. You have to have the same caliber players on your team. If you look around the NFL, that's the way it is. Okay. I mean, I get you. I, I, again, I know Scott's been, he's been, he's been, he's been hankering for this moment. Well, did we get Dr. Dog's list? No. 
he's over baseball already. Is Dr. Dog Dr. Dog there? Yeah, um Raging Dr. Drippy Dick. I'm trying to think of something you guys already haven't listed off. He's got his he's got well, his it, mouth full of an ice cream. It's not whether it's been discussed or not. This is your list of stuff that you would change as the baseball commissioner to make the game of baseball better over the next two decades. While he's figuring it out, I will also say I totally agree with with, with Burley on the sports writers. These guys got to go. Anything, Dr. Dog? Yeah, I think you need to get rid of the owner of the MLB. You mean the commissioner? Well, that's what the segment is. You are now the commissioner, <laughs> and you are supposed to change the league and make it better. I think the one thing that stands out to me is the, the teams that are spending too much money need to spend less money, and the teams that are not spending enough money need to spend more money to even out the competition. So you want a salary cap floor and a salary cap high. Yeah, definitely a minimum. Gotta have a minimum. Gotta have a minimum. Anything? What else would you do? Would you eliminate the home run? Mm. No, I mean. Why? Nothing, the Hall of Fame did. No, there's nothing that I would really change. Everything seems to be a-okay. One thing that, in my opinion, I know nobody likes this, but I do. I really do like the extra inning rule. I think that should stay oh. with the runner on second. No. I think it's situational baseball. I think it's be- I think it's beautiful and I think it I think they need to reconstruction it. So like these pitchers are getting earned runs. Wait, wait, wait. You say reconstruction it? Yeah, is that what? I don't think that's I don't think that's right. That's not even a word. It's Reconstru- not. <laughs> Reconstruct. <laughs> we get there. You go. <laughs> wow, you literally nitpick everything I do, and I'm the youngest one here. Well, no, that was I was the, just asking was, what the word was. That was you knew what the years. word was. You just wanted that to be an the, asshole. That was the four years. That, you, that was the four years you spent at Fairless. Hey, don't don't make fun of the Falcons. All right, I, I, I'm going to give my I list. Think, I think the double play, or not the double play. I think the the runner on second and the extra innings needs to stay. It's situation, it's situational baseball, and they need to change how the stats get charted to these players. That being the pitcher and the hitter, you know, it, it they need to reconstruct it, Burley. But I, I I feel like they should really keep that. I like I like the runner on second, and uh in the extra inning ball game and the shift. I hate it, but I'm, I'm good with that. The shift needs to go. The shift. The shift. Oh yeah. 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 You're a big, you're a big, I hate the shift guy. The shift is the worst thing in baseball. All so right, you say that up. So no, wait, that's, that's something totally new that we haven't even discussed yet. And I'm actually kind of for it. He doesn't want, you know, you explain it. What do you mean? You've explained it to me off air a lot. So explain it. I think if you are assigned a position to play, you have to play that position. Granted, you can take a few steps up, back, left, right, 
but I feel like if you play third base, you shouldn't be starting a play at second. Or so if you, you want to, so you want to rewrite a baseball rule that has been in effect since 1882. I feel I, that I sounds like a hell of a hell of a commissioner that's got some balls, doesn't it? I feel like you should not have four guys on one side of the field and no okay. one on the other. Okay, so this is kind of the whole. Uh, I feel okay. like you shouldn't put your second baseman in mid right field and then bring your shortstop so, over to second okay. and your third baseman All right. behind the so second. Essentially, okay, so essentially okay, hold on, hold saying. on. This is this is where your point is wrong. Is this is kind of like the whole overtime? Well, it's his opinion, so he can't be wrong. It's this is kind of like the whole overtime coin toss thing. Oh well, they get the ball, they go down the field, score a touchdown. The other team don't get the ball. Well, if I'm a left-handed batter and I got three infielders on the right side of the field, and the third baseman is playing at shortstop, maybe I should learn to hit the ball down the left field line. I get I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But I kind of do agree with you, Jake, because what I what I would assume, what I think is it's a it when it's when the ball is being delivered to the plate, it's pitcher versus hitter. So when you get a guy in a situation, say a lefty that pulls the ball and you stack the right side, you're you're essentially now making it defense and pitcher versus hitter. So I think I, the reason I like your rule, Jake, is because if the shift is off, now the pitching coach has to tell the pitcher, okay, you have to locate the ball properly because if not he's going to pull the ball and smoke in the right field because that's where he hits the ball so i do agree with you i would like to see the shift go away to eliminate stuff like that and it might make the pitcher versus hitter experience a lot better with guys like that because they have to locate spots better i like that as as a as a baseball fan who's played baseball I do like that with the no no shift rule. I do like that. But how would you measure it? How far you can go? Is it a – what are they going to do? Go up in the booth and say the shortstop was too far over to the left? Is it offsides? No. I mean, if if you got a first baseman playing first base and a second baseman playing second base, I mean, you can almost move you – should, you should not be able to move a position on the opposite side of the field. So if I mean if you so want to move your, if you want to move your second baseman in the outfield that's perfectly fine but you have to leave your shortstop on his proper side of the field. Okay, see this is why this is and I, I am dying to hear Scott, but no one's letting him talk yet. But this is where you're wrong. If I'm in Game Seven of the World Series, Hello? and it's three to three, and the bases are loaded with one out in the ninth inning. And my pitcher is a guy that throws a lot of sinkers, a lot of balls down, gets a lot of ground balls. Um, I think it would be cool as hell to watch the manager bring in a fifth infielder and then play two outfielders in left and right center shallow enough to throw a guy out at home. What's wrong again, with that? Again, again, what you're doing – is you are eliminating the pitcher versus the hitter. No, I'm it not. He now, still has to pitch the ball to the hitter. He can yes, strike them hit- out. Correct. But now the hitter is at a disadvantage because of where he 
decides to hit the where he hits the baseball. So why can't your pitcher? You want the pitcher, you want the batter to learn how to hit the ball down the left field line when there's a when there's a, pull, a shift to the right side of the field. What about a pitcher? Why can't the pitcher just learn to locate his spots and not allow the batter to hit the ball where they don't want him to? Well, that's up to the pitcher. And that's up that's to my the point. Hitter. So I think what Jake's doing, and you got to remember, this isn't right and wrong. This is we're trying to better the sport. We, we are commissioners of the MLB. You're right. Correct, Scott. We are commissioners of the MLB. So this is how that's we're correct. improving. So this is how we're improving the sport. So not only would would you have better situational baseball, but this produces more runs. And what's 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 more fun than runs? That's what fans want. That's what fans go to the game to see. When I'm at home watching on TV, that's when I want to see a, a, a two nothing ball game, a one nothing ball game, because I want to be at the edge of my seat going, oh, oh, oh. But when I'm watching at the game, I don't want to see that. I don't want to just see the ball go right. You, Oh, what am I? Oh, no, that's not what I want to do. I want to watch the balls go into the outfield over the wall. I want to see hits, runs. I want to see guys running around the bases. That's what I want to see when I'm there at the game. And maybe that's why people don't buy tickets. Okay, so I think it's a great move. I think I, it's a great move, Commissioner it, Jake. And I would, it, and that, and that's fine. And that's Jake's idea, and, and that's great. Yeah, I love seeing guys hit a home run when they put a shift on. But you know what else I love? I love watching every team play Jose Ramirez to the first base side, and then he jacks a triple down the left field line. That's what I like to see. Well, because that that, that tells you know me what I want to say about I'm that? better than you. You know what I want to say about that? That's the pitcher's damn fault because he should have not threw that ball inside so he could pull it to left field. Well, that's up that's to the his pitcher. own damn fault. He should have hit the bullpen. The he should have hit the bullpen. And guess what? Maybe a little bit of film. Huh? Can we bring film into baseball? All right. I, I got to hear Scott. All right. I'll give my list. Sorry. Well, what do you think about the, what do you think about commissioner Jake and the whole no shift thing? I like, I like it. I can't lie. No. I like it. Well, uh, I think you should listen to my list and then I think you will catch on to this. Um, uh, first, before you go, I'd like to add one thing to my list. Okay. <clears throat> We will use aluminum bats. No. Never. We'll net the whole freaking field up so no one's in danger, and we're going to use aluminum bats. Well, you better net the field up because there'll be pitchers dying every other day.